0: From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. A woman is describing the scene of that crash yesterday involving a Northwestern local school district elementary school bus near Springfield. Skylar Bowen says she saw an image that's hard to get out of her head. When I was driving through, there was cops really emotional and crying. They were putting kids on stretchers still, and they had, like, leg braces and neck braces and stuff like that. One child died and more than 20 others were injured. There were 52 students on the bus. Troopers say a van was driving toward the bus when it crossed the center line and hit it, sending it off the road where it flipped. Right now, no charges have been filed, but troopers plan to present the case to a prosecutor's office to review. That was not the only school bus crash in Ohio yesterday. At about the same time in southern Ohio, a Jackson City school bus was hit from behind by a pickup truck. The truck driver was cited for failure to yield. The driver of the bus suffered minor injuries. There were no students on board at the time. There were no seatbelts on that fatal bus crash near Springfield. Andrew Kinsey reports. Forty-two states do not mandate them, while only eight do. So the states leave it up to the districts to decide. Some say they don't require them because it would cost seven to $11,000 per bus, which could be pricey for many districts. Another reason, some districts claim that students might use the buckles as a weapon or the seatbelts can trap students in a crash. Here in Ohio, proposed bills to change the law have failed to get enough support. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Cleveland's mayor and police leaders held a public safety summit today. Neil Fisher has that story. So far this year, there have been at least 113 homicides. That's up nearly 18% from this time last year. The city also seeing a spike in grand theft of motor vehicle cases, up nearly 89% from this time last year, with more than 4,000 reports. And arson cases are up nearly 28 percent from a year ago, as police report there have been at least 119 cases this year. I'm Neil Fisher. Local unions of the United Auto Workers around the country are voting this week on whether to authorize a strike, and two of them in Toledo did so yesterday. Dan Cummins reports. Negotiations between the big three and the union began last month, and we're heading closer to that mid-September deadline. Both local 12 and 14 voted overwhelmingly in a favor of authorizing a strike, but that doesn't mean workers will be on the picket line. Just means they're allowing union leaders to call a strike if there's no contract deal by 11.59 p.m. September 14th. We expect to have the national total by Thursday. I'm Dan Cummins. Authorities are announcing a big win against makers of counterfeit sports apparel. Here's o Eric Brown. Customs and Border Protection in Cincinnati seized 100 fake pro sports merchandise shipments. Officials say the seizures took place during one week in July. Border Patrol agents say they took 100 shipments of fake MLB, NFL, and MLS merchandise worth $155,000. 34 more shipments were left abandoned. Most of those products came from China and Hong Kong, with some coming from Mexico, Guatemala, and Canada. Eric Brown, ONN News. The Food and Drug Administration approved the first vaccine to protect babies against RSV for their first six months of life. RSV is the leading cause of hospitalization among babies in the U.S. The vaccine would be given to the mother during pregnancy. Dr. Melissa Squires is with Cincinnati Children's Hospital. It means that we have yet another tool to help keep babies safe and healthy, especially during that first year of life where they are so fragile and so vulnerable to so many viruses. An RSV vaccine for those 60 and older also is rolling out. More younger people are falling victim to scams. Angela Ann has more with Judy Dollison, president of the Central Ohio Better Business Bureau. The Better Business Bureau says in the past year, a 30% increase in people under the age of 24 getting scammed out of their money. Those include topics like employment, online purchasing, even home rentals. Younger adults share information online. They're very comfortable with giving away personal information on platforms. And sometimes will get on media, uh, social media, and really share a lot about themselves that scammers can therefore for use uh, for phishing attempts or for identity theft. I'm Angela Ann. Ohio State University named its new president yesterday. Richard Solomon says he comes with an impressive background. Walter Ted Carter Jr. When you're... At or near the top, some people would say there's only one place you can go, and that would be down. I'm going to make sure that we don't ever go down. Before serving as the president of the University of Nebraska, Carter led the U.S. Naval Academy as its longest-serving superintendent since the Civil War. He's also a graduate of the Naval Academy and the Navy Fighter Weapons School known as Top Gun, of course. Carter is a retired vice admiral with 38 years of service. He flew 125 combat missions in support of joint operations in Bosnia, Kosovo, Kuwait, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Emma Smith is a student in Ohio State's Naval ROTC program. She says she and others in the class are excited about Carter becoming the OSU president. I walked into the unit, and right after I had, we had uh, gotten the email and I think everybody in the unit was kind of like, did you, did you see his bio? Like, did you see what, who this is? Obviously, what we will do in the Navy, Marine Corps, whatever we decide to do is so much, but we can make so much more out of it. I think it gives everybody hope that maybe someday they'll uh, achieve something even greater. Who knows, Congressman, President, and as you can see, Ohio State President. Carter starts at Ohio State on January 1st, and he does so as the school's longtime athletic director of 18 years is about to head for retirement. Dom Taberi has more. Buckeye teams under Gene Smith won 115 Big Ten titles. He will call it a career, though, in July of 2024. And then it will be up to the new president, Ted Carter, to find his replacement. Let's just be clear. There is no replacing a legend like Gene Smith. That said, I'm looking forward to working with him. We'll have six months to work on it together. I'm excited about the opportunity to build that new team of leadership and arguably the greatest Division One sports program of any college campus in the country. I'm One of baseball's most popular managers and the winningest in Cleveland history, Terry Francona, said yesterday he's had serious talks with the organization about his future, hinting that this could be his final season. Francona is 64, has had serious health issues in recent years. Special thanks to our television affiliates, WKYC in Cleveland, WTOL in Toledo, and WBNS in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast.